Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. We hope that this message inspires you and brings impact to your life. Enjoy the message. I'd like you to stand with me and open your Bibles to the book of Psalms. Psalms chapter 133. Psalm 133, I'm going to read the whole chapter, all three verses. (laughs) Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head They ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard. They went down to the skirts of his garments. As the dew of Hermon, as the dew, and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word this morning. Thank you for your people gathered here, Lord, for your presence, Lord, and for your word. We ask that you speak to our hearts and lives today, and we give you all the praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, This is an interesting psalm. It's a well-quoted psalm, a beautiful psalm, Uh, and it's part of what, uh, if you, some Bibles, when you're reading them, especially study Bibles, they will, uh, it'll call it a psalm of ascent. Songs of ascent is a title given to 15 of the psalms from Psalm chapter 120 through Psalm 134. Each one of them is marked as a song of ascent. They're also called gradual songs, songs of degrees, songs of steps, songs for going up to worship or pilgrim songs. Four of those were written by David. They're attributed to David. And they were written years before. Probably uh, some scholars think that it wasn't necessarily that they were written for this purpose, but then they were later uh, uh, taken and used for the purpose of people who were going to the different feasts, the yearly feasts that Israel had that God had established for his people. And as the people went, up to Jerusalem. They went to Shiloh before the temple was built, and after that, they all went to Jerusalem to celebrate these feasts. And these were songs that were sung on their journey. And four of these were attributed to David, and since the kingdom of Israel was united under David, it's fitting. He wrote a beautiful psalm about living together in unity. And the previous psalm was a psalm of ascents. It was a long one. This is a short one, just three short verses, but it is one of the most beautiful descriptions of unity in God's people that's ever been written. So, and people had to journey. I don't know if you've ever been on a road trip. We've been on several extended road trips. We've lived on an extended road trip <laughs> for the last several years. Uh, didn't plan on that, but then we've had these road trips called deputation <laughs> that, uh, you know, it's one thing to take a road trip. It's another thing 
take a road trip with your family, like your, you know, your children. And then it's another thing to take a road trip with your extended family. And so there, there can be wonderful times for vacation, but you don't really want to do it for too long. <laughs> and so you can imagine, but every several times a year, Israel had established feasts, and they, they traveled together. And as they would gather together and begin ascending up towards Jerusalem, they, they would sing these songs. They were called songs of ascent because literally they were ascending, going up to Jerusalem. And it brings a whole lot more meaning when you, when you can hear them singing uh, together as they're coming in together and then they're coming in and it's like going to general conference or something and you're seeing friends and people coming in and you start singing, behold, look how, how pleasant, how wonderful it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Psalm 133 tells us three things in its three verses. First of all, it tells us the goodness of being together in unity. He said how good and how pleasant. Two different words. How good it is and how pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. It's both good and it's pleasant. You know, uh, dwelling together is good and pleasant. Now, there's some things that are good but they're not so pleasant. Hebrews tells us that no discipline seems pleasant at the current time. It's painful. Nobody likes it. But it's not pleasant, but it's good. It's good for you. You know, there's things that are good for you, but they're not pleasant. Then there's things that are very pleasant. If you've never had crumble cookie those things are really dangerous and good for a guy my size. They're very pleasant, but they're not good for you. <laughs> here's a scripture for you from the, here, here's something from the Word of God. It's a unique scripture. It's a, it's a fun Bible verse. Proverbs 25, 16 says, have you found honey or crumble cookies? Eat only as much as you need. <laughs> you probably don't need any. Lest you be filled with it and vomit. So there's some things that are pleasant, but they're not good. Or as one guy said, uh, you, there, you, such a thing is too much, too much of a good thing, but it ain't half bad. <laughs> so some things are good, but not pleasant. And some things are pleasant, but not good. But David said, it's good and it's pleasant. There's no guilty pleasure here. It is, it is wonderful to be in God's house, amen? It's wonderful to be a part of the family of God. It's wonderful when we dwell together in unity. Hallelujah. The Bible speaks of, in the book of Acts, it describes the early church and their remarkable unity and the power of the Holy Ghost that was poured out. Of course, in Acts 2, when, when they started, they were together in one accord, in one mind, and the Holy Ghost fell on them. And then in Acts, at the end of Acts 2, we read that they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, breaking of bread. Fear came upon every soul. Wonders, signs were done throughout the, through the apostles. All who believed were together, had all things in common. Amen. There was unity. How good and how pleasant it is. What a beautiful picture of unity. So the first thing we learn about unity is that it's good and it's pleasant. And that we are brothers and sisters together in Christ. Amen. It appears as Christians, we, we literally, now when this psalm was written, 
it was literal. Like they were blood. They were all descendants of one father, Abraham. And so they literally were cousins and second cousins, but they they were literally, and of course we know we're adopted into the family of Christ, literally. I think most people can testify, if you've been serving the Lord for a while, you got people in, in the church that are closer to you than your own blood relatives because of serving the Lord together, because of being a part of the same fellowship, working together. Now there's always been conflict in families. From the beginning, Cain killed his brother, Abel. Joseph's brethren sold him into slavery. Even the disciples of Jesus argued among themselves. And so as Christians in the church, you know, unity is not uniformity. doesn't mean we all think the same, look the same, even do things the same. don't even mean we like each other half the time. <laughs> you know, Paul, there's a scripture in Spanish. I, this is dangerous when I start thinking on the fly, but <laughs> I have to write things down in English because I'm usually preaching in Spanish. But Paul said, there's a scripture, soportando los unos a los otros. In English, it's like putting up with one another. So sometimes we do, for the sake of unity, we just put up with the things that we don't like, but it's still beautiful, it's still pleasant, it's still good, amen? It's okay that we're not the same, amen? Because what unifies us is one name, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one spirit, amen? One God, one goal, hallelujah. All the other things really don't mean much, amen? And so we're together and, uh, you know, down in Mexico and in Cuba and other areas, there, there's fights and there's disagreements and there's all those things, but it's still beautiful. And, ple- and that's why it's so good and pleasant when we dwell together in unity. And then he told us in verse 2, the source of living together, really in unity. The source of unity is not us because we're so different even though we're the same in a lot of ways. But he tells us where that beautiful unity comes from. Where in the world does beautiful, good, nice, brotherly unity come from? Or does it even come from this world? The psalm answers this question. He said, living together in unity is like the oil, like the ointment that flowed, that was poured out on Aaron's head. Living together is like the dew of Hermon falling on Mount Zion. Both of them said it descends. He said, behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down. Everybody say ran down. It flowed from above. It came down and it flowed on the head of Aaron. Then it flowed down to his beard, even, and it tells us Aaron's beard. It went down to the border, to the skirts of his garments. Amen. It flowed down. There's a downward flow. The source comes from above. We know that oil, amen, is a symbol of the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's the Holy Ghost. It's the Spirit of God that's flowing and living inside of you, inside of me. It's what brings us together. It's what unifies us. It's not us. (laughs) Can you say amen? Everybody say, it's not me. (laughs) Amen. It's him. That's the source of living together in unity. Exodus 30 tells us about, and this wasn't just any ointment or any oil. It was the sacred oil. It was the anointing oil. 
It was a special oil that the Bible tells us. It's a biblical image that that grows and expands with every meaning, with every word that it expands. It starts with the oil, which was valuable and important in Israel. It was when Psalm 23 talks about, thou anointest my head with oil. It was a custom when you came in. It was part of daily life or or being a good host to anoint people's head with oil. It was literally as a, like a, a, meta, a protective measure, moisturizing, cooling. So being anointed with oil was a good thing. And he said, living together in unity, it's like that oil. It's precious unity. It comes from God. Amen. And, and it flows down. It was good. It was precious. It wasn't just any oil. It was the anointing oil made by the art of the apothecary. Mixed with special, a special mix of spice. It was a unique, everything that was in the tabernacle was anointed with the anointing oil. And then the high priest Aaron, he was anointed with the anointing oil. And so when you walked in there, there was a distinct odor, a distinct pleasant aroma that couldn't be duplicated or found anywhere else. Kind of like walking into an apostolic church where the presence of God is there. There's something, it can't be duplicated anywhere else. It's not something that comes from you or me. It comes from God, amen? It's the oil, amen? It's the Holy Ghost, hallelujah. The Spirit of God living inside of us. And so Christian fellowship unity is tied to this. It's just something you can't find anywhere else. It lets us know it's flowing on Aaron's head, on Aaron's beard. That's important because he was the high priest, and God required this special oil. The previous verse referred was uh, the previous verse or chapter, sorry, verse one thirty two referred to the Messiah, and of course, he is our high priest. Amen. All of this was pointing how good, how pleasant. When we're together, he's with us. Later on, Jesus said, "Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of you." You want to know why it feels so good? It's not just me. It's not just you. It's that Jesus Christ is present with us. When we gather together in his name, hallelujah, he's the head of the church. And then it flowed, not ju- it flowed not just on his head. It flowed to his beard. It ran all the way down to his garments. When the head is anointed, amen, the body follows, hallelujah, and we're all blessed together in unity. And then he went further with another description. He said, it's like the dew of Hermon falling on Mount Zion. It's as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion. Some translations uh, are, are more specific in that, but literally he was talking about the dew of one mountain falling on another mountain. And when you look a little bit at geography, Mount Hermon is located in the northern part of Israel. It extends along the border of Lebanon and Syria. It's the highest mountain in Israel. has an altitude of over 9,000 feet above sea level. It's known for cool nights and heavy dew. In the winter, it's covered with snow. And during the summer, it stays lush and, and green all summer long. And in the south is Mount Zion. Of course, we hear about Mount Zion, but Mount Zion is a much lower mountain. It's not as pretty. It's at a much lower altitude of 2,400 feet above sea level compared to 9,000 feet. And unlike Mount Hermon, there's very little dew, very little rain, very little moisture at all in Jerusalem during the summer months. And so there's very two very distinct mountain ranges. Hermon to the north, 
Zion to the south. Hermon towers over all the other mountains and, and it's full of lush green and, and dew every morning. And Zion is part of other ranges, but Mount Hermon cool and refreshing. Mount Zion hot and dry. The amazing thing would be if you could take the dew from Mount Hermon and transplant it and put it on Mount Zion. But that's what happens when you and I come together. We refresh one another. I bring what you lack. Amen. You have something that I need. Amen. He said, when brethren come together, when we all get together, it's like bringing the dew of Mount Hermon and bringing it to Mount Zion. Amen. We're all together. We bless one another as we're blessed in the Holy Ghost. Can you say amen? Give a hand clap of praise to the Lord. That excited me when I read that. There are great blessings. Amen. It's a unity that crosses all human boundaries, divisions. Galatians 3 says, 28 says, There's no Jew nor Greek, no slave nor free, nor male nor female, for you're all one in Christ Jesus. James 1 said the brother in humble circumstances ought to take pride in his high position. The one who's rich should take pride in the low position. In other words, it don't matter how high you are, how low you are in the eyes of the world. In Jesus Christ, we are one. We have special unity through the Holy Ghost. Amen. Through the Spirit of God. And the dew is refreshing. And so they teach us about living together in unity. And the third verse, and I'll wrap it up. But the third verse is, tells us what a blessing it is to live together in unity. He said, behold, how good, how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Like the precious ointment on the head that ran down the beard, Aaron's beard went down to the hem of his garment as the dew of Hermon that descended upon the Mount of Zion. For there, for there he said, the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. Because what we get here it's just a foretaste of heaven. Amen. He said the Holy Ghost is, is the, uh, the artist in Spanish. It's just, and it's a little bit, it's like you got this big inheritance and uh, that you're going to get someday, but you just get a little bit of it ahead of time. That's what the Holy Ghost is. Just a, a little bit, a foretaste of what God has planned for us. But he said, wherever brethren gather together in unity, that's where God sends his blessings. That's the most wonderful thing that we are blessed when we can get together and realize, set aside differences and say, we're going to worship one God. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Amen. And, and, and so, yeah, there's those things, you know, there's the old saying, I read this, or somebody wrote a poem, to live above with the saints we love, oh, that will be glory. But to live below with the saints we know, well, that's a different story. <laughs> But we're all going to the same place, amen? There is a blessing in dwelling together in unity, amen? There is a blessing, amen? And there's a blessing that comes from God. Now, please don't think I wouldn't dare preach in my cousin's church especially. I, I have no feeling that there's like no division or anything like that. I'm just preaching it's good. It's pleasant. It's wonderful. There are great blessings of God together in unity with one purpose. Amen. Unified in God. Hallelujah. There can be blessings this morning. I don't want to take a whole lot longer because I just want us to worship together. Amen. I just want us to lift our hands as in conclusion of this service. Amen. And let the good God that you've been singing about and talking about, hallelujah, we can be good. Amen. In his sight. Amen. We gather together. The Bible says where two or three are 
spirit gathered in my name. He's looking for it. He was talking to a woman who was saying, Lord, I'm kind of confused because I've been taught all my life that we should worship on this mountain. And then I know that the Jews, your people say that we should worship on that mountain in Jerusalem on Mount Zion. But I've been taught as Samaritans it's on this mountain. And Jesus said, the hour is coming. And now is, and we live in it. When, the, when it's not about where, it's about who. And he said, he said, the hour is coming now where the Father seeketh those who worship him in spirit and in truth. And wherever anybody gathers together in unity and begins to worship him, what's, what Psalm 133 teaches us about living together in unity, it's good, it's pleasant, it's appropriate. It's right when we are united in Christ. We are filled, and it comes from above. There's a divine anointing that comes upon us. There is a love that is the first fruit of the Spirit of God that comes upon us for everyone around us. Helps us even love our enemies, <laughs> even love those who despitefully use us. Amen. And say. I just want to be together. I want to worship. We're going to put our eyes on Jesus. Amen. Living together is good. It's pleasant. It's right. It flows like the oil that flowed down Aaron's head. It's like the rich dew from Mount Hermon coming in and and giving moisture to dry Mount Zion. God pours out his blessings on his people when we worship him in unity. I invite you to stand with me. As we ascend nearer to God in worship, We don't walk up a mountain, thank the Lord. (laughs) I could probably use it, but but we we do begin to lift up our praises. Our praises do rise. Our prayers ascend. Book of Revelation says, like incense. When the people of God begin to pray and talk, your, your, your prayers ascend before the throne of God like incense. It catches the attention of God. As our worship ascends, God's blessing began to descend and come down and meet us where we are. And the greatest blessing of all is that when we draw nigh to him, he draws nigh to us. And how do we practice it in the body of Christ, loving one another worshiping together, amen, like like we do. Let's just raise our hands this morning. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your presence here, Lord. I thank you for your people, God. How good and pleasant it is to be in your house. How good and pleasant it is, Lord, to be a part of the body of Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let the Holy Ghost fall, Lord Jesus. Let your spirit descend. Bring, hallelujah, baptize us with your love, Lord Jesus. Baptize us with joy, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Baptize us with peace, Lord. What can only come from above. Too many times we look to the body to help us with things that only come from above. It only comes when we gather together, when we are in unity, when we're a part of the body of Christ. There are great blessings. Hallelujah. You need the church. Amen. The church needs you, but you need the church. Hallelujah. There's things we receive together we'll never receive apart. Hallelujah. When we just worship him. Hallelujah. We don't have to figure it all out. All we have to do is just stay connected to the body. Hallelujah. It's it's good. It's pleasant. And there are blessings. Hallelujah. There's blessings and there is life forevermore, the Bible says. God commands 
That's the word it's used. When God sees our worship, when he sees us together, he commands his blessings, amen, to be poured out. Just begin to worship him this morning. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those that give generously to this ministry. If you would like more information, please visit our website at landmarkapostolicchurch.net. But have a great day and God bless.